Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 250 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, man? It's another beautiful day out here in Tracy, California. I hope all is good with you. Not much to report, dude. It's been just a pretty quiet average week not much going on uh we went to a very small halloween party on saturday night there were only six people in there social distancing of course but uh it was it was fun it was kind of nice just to hang out with some people and put on a silly costume and hang out and eat some good food and just party a little bit listen to some good music i don't have any bang running through me this week again um but you know like most old people do i took a nap this afternoon (laughs) <laughs> nice dude nice yeah uh, shut my eyes for like 10 minutes and then hey woke up a little refreshed so that's my bang dude is nap time so what did you go as for the halloween costume we did since there were only six of us there we kind of did a group theme actually there were supposed to be five originally and a sixth showed up she wasn't in the group costume uh it was little mermaid themed so i was prince eric what made you guys decide little mermaid i didn't pick it the co-host of Drunk Wrestling History, Ed, uh, his wife chose the theme. And so we all went along with it. So Shannon was Ariel. I was Prince Eric. She was, she being Carissa, was Queen Ursula. Ed was Flounder. And Adam was King Triton. Adam is the host of Drunk Wrestling History. And he was King Triton. Who was the crab? Well, that's the funny part is when we started planning all this, I originally thought that Ed was going to be the crab. Because if you remember, we had a New Year's Eve party years and years ago, and Ed showed up in a crab costume for some weird reason. (laughs) And I figured that was just a ready-made, he could break it out of retirement and use that. But no, he wasn't the crab. He was Flounder. The best part is that his costume was blue sweats, a yellow t-shirt that he like painted blue on. And I told him, dude, this will be a great costume next year for Akeem. Oh, I was like, I'll get a police outfit. I'll be big boss man. And we'll be the Twin Towers for Halloween next year. I like it. I like it. Yes. So I think we have a plan for next year's uh, duo costume. So I've been drinking the key lime pie because I've that's basically all I have as far as bangs in the fridge. And it's funny, the more I drink key lime pie, the more it falls down the chart of bangs that I dislike. Oh, no. So I still have three more cans to go, and I'm like, crap. (laughs) Like, I don't want this anymore. Yeah, how am I going to choke this down? Seriously, dude, I don't want it anymore. It sucks. I'm like, this is not good anymore. I thought it was good at first, but then, you know, you kind of get burnt out on it, like, quickly. And I got burnt burnt out on it after the second can. So is it as bad as Radical Skedaddle yet? It's not that level. Nothing's going to touch that level. It's not Sour Heads? Sourheads, Radical Skedaddle, and Birthday Cake are down there. You don't like Star Blast either. No, but I love Blue Raz. 
Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think everybody loves blue raz. I've never talked to anybody that hated that flavor. Yeah. Star Blast tastes tinny. Tinny, huh? Yeah. Like the can has seeped into the chemicals and activated <laughs> the chemicals to, I don't know, it tastes tinny. <laughs> the cans have been sitting there for so long, it's bled into the drink. That's why they offer Star Blast as part of that Costco pack. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that, actually. We were at Costco last night, and uh, we walked down the aisle where the bangs are, and Shannon was like, oh, we need bangs. And we were both like, yeah, we're both over all those flavors. Like, move on. <laughs> Skip those. We're done. If anybody would like to get any of our t-shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. Please check out FullyPosablePodcast.com. Corey Human's latest writings are up, and he discusses the AEW Unrivaled series. Great writings by Corey. Love that he's writing for the website. He's doing a miraculous job. Uh, also, there's other stuff you can check out over at FullyPosablePodcast.com. Com. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram Fully Posable, WFP. If you want to listen to any of our past podcasts, head on over to Podbean, search Fully Posable. You can go back and listen to episode one, two, three, all the way up to 249. And then when this show drops, 250. Dude, can you believe we're 250 years old? No, <laughs> no I think you're doing your math wrong, dude. We don't release a yearly podcast. We release a weekly podcast, so 250 consecutive weeks. I don't understand. I didn't think that you would, but it's an incredible accomplishment. So yes, I didn't want to gloss over that earlier. Congratulations on 250. Kind of a milestone, right? We're a quarter of the way to 1,000 consecutive. Yes. That's incredible. It's quite a streak, actually. Not as impressive as Undertaker's WrestleMania streak, but it's up there. It's definitely up there. So congratulations on 250. You can also listen to our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes like Scott this week. It comes in from Ronnie the Tiger. He says, just a fan that A, and then cuts off, gave a sweet five stars. He says, wanted to start off first by saying people are way too serious with life. This is a podcast about wrestling figures. If you listen and you like or even don't chuck a, over a five-star rating, these dudes deserve at least that for the hours of content and consistency. Okay, so to my review. This is going to be long, but it's th the first time I've written one. So I'll start off by saying I am a lifelong wrestling fan, and like most, I've gone through phases. I stumbled on Jeff and Scott's podcast, Fully Posable, when they were a couple of episodes in and really dug it. Well, thank you, man. I'm glad you stuck with it because uh, those first couple episodes. <laughs> Quite a soldier. Thank you. <laughs> I listened to the first and I believe 100 as they released them, then dropped off and got back into it a few months back. Thank you for coming back, man. I collected Hasbros when I was little and random figures throughout the years, but was never hardcore with it. To hear the passion, love, and fun they have always had about the hobby is infectious. They have schooled me on so much I was unaware of. Listening has cost me some money on figures I didn't know I wanted or needed, but felt like, <laughs> but felt like they were telling me, buy it. <laughs> that was Jeff, not me. On a side note, they seem to be just good guys. I remember writing a DM on Instagram a ways back about signatures for figures they hooked me up with, all the info. I needed no problem. I wrote to them about listening to them talk about energy drinks and how I was big on them, but now I am hooked. Okay, finally for the finish. Listen and sub to the podcast. Enjoy it. Listen to all the figure podcasts. Buy a shirt from them. Help other people with figures. Love wrestling and remember, 
at the end of the day, this is all for fun. And these two and this podcast is as legit as it comes. Side note, just realized my name is Ronnie the Tiger. It's actually Jeremy. I got to figure out how to change that. (laughs) 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 Jeremy, Ronnie, thank you very much, man. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. That actually means a lot, dude, that you actually sat down, took the time and wrote that. I don't care that it was long. It meant a lot. You could tell that it was heartfelt what the meaning behind it and the writings behind it. So thank you very much, man. Yeah, thank you very much, Jeremy. We really do appreciate that. All the reviews, we truly appreciate them. But to go in depth like that, thank you very, very much for taking the time to compose that. We really, really appreciate it. And don't blame me for him buying figures. It's mostly you. You do your weekly rant of telling me to buy the Masters of the Universe Castle Grayskull set with Sorceress figure. Now Travis, now Travis Fowler is chiming in. Yes, go ahead, Jeff. Get your weekly push in. Just do it. Okay, thank you. There it is. You know, Shannon actually finally said something about that. We were on the way to the Halloween party on Saturday. And she's like, babe, I wanted to talk to you about something. I'm like, oh, okay. She's like, you know that if you want to buy something, I don't care. We'll make it work, right? And I was like, oh, Castle Grayskull. <laughs> she's like, yeah, if you really want it, we can make it work. I was like, no, I don't need to add any more collections. I'm going to have a hard enough time finding room in the new media room for all of the stuff that I've gotten. Like, it's okay. So do you see what you've done, Jeff? Scott, let me let me talk to you real quick right now. Before we get into the FOCO ad, just, let me talk to you real quick. Go ahead. So remember back in the day, I came over to your house when you were living out in French camp and I helped put up the shelving in your boys' room. Yes, that was a lot of shelving. Thank you for that, by the way. We knocked that out in a day, too. Yeah, it started at like 10 a.m. and finished up at about 8 or 9 p.m. Yeah. But at the same time, it was a lot of fun. And then do you remember what you did with all those shelvings? I took them down. Okay, before you took them down. Oh, I put all my loose figures on there. You put a bunch of loose figures on there. Now, think about that in the media room. Think about that. Think about a Castle Gray School on one of those shelves with a few He-Man figures. I don't know why you're not jumping on this, dude. <laughs> it's it's not in the budget right now. It's going to be too much in there because I want it to be more centered on like being an actual media room and a sprinkling, if you will, of toys, mostly G.I. Joe. But there's going to be a lot of stuff in there, dude, from some there's going to be some Yankee stuff hanging up in there. There's going to be a desk so I can podcast on it. There's going to be a couch a desk chair. There's going to be a coffee table, an entertainment center, a television. And putting pillows over your face, right? So that the sound doesn't <laughs> echo throughout. Yes. <laughs> pillows over the face, of course. Yeah. That's how it works, right? And again, it's not for a lack of... I would love to just go into Walmart and, and buy it right now, but I just yeah. I just can't. Yes, you can. I... <laughs> See, Scott, that's the problem with <sighs> a lot of people today. I can't. See, you got to change your mindset. It's all about the psychology. You got to say, I can, and then worry about the ramifications later. Okay. Between segments, I'm just going to go buy it. Oh, that was easy. Okay. Back to the show. Back to the show. <laughs> I, I don't think you're actually going to buy it, but whatever. No, I'm totally not. I'm, I'm doing it so you stop it. <laughs> Travis will help me out with this. I'm sure he will. If you have any questions audio questions or anything else at all, send it on over to fully posable WFP at gmail.com. Scott Foco. Jeff. Yes. Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? 
Of course you do, and Foco.com is here to help. With Foco's WWE bobbleheads, you can let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, play the game with Triple H, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Foco's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including The Undertaker, The Rock, Edge, John Cena, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from Foco are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to Foco.com now. That's Foco.com. F-O-C-O dot com, where at checkout, enter code WFP10, save yourself a sweet 10%. Also, the Undertaker bobblehead, which they're doing a lot of Undertaker stuff on the network right now, dude. Yes, they are. A lot of Undertaker content. Did you watch the one with him and Randy Orton? I did not. I have to catch up. I think we watched the first two or three episodes of that uh, series they did on him that was kind of like his retirement thing. And we didn't finish it. So we still need to get caught up on that. I got a lot of content to catch up on on the network, to be honest. Well, they just did a thing called Untold. And it was with him and Randy Orton and their feud. Oh, nice. Talking about WrestleMania 21? They talk about that, but their feud went beyond WrestleMania 21. It was like, I don't know. I forget how long exactly it was, but it went beyond that. But there was one SmackDown where Randy Orton got a chair hit Undertaker, but when he did, the lip of the chair scraped across Undertaker's, like, bridge of his nose and down. Like, he got some good color. Ooh. So Orton gets to the back, and he's apologizing to Undertaker, and Taker goes, all right, you don't know when this is going to happen, but you're going to get your receipt. Oh, no. Orton's like, damn it, yeah, uh, I know this is coming. (laughs) So... They have the match at WrestleMania. Match goes off flawless. Great match. It really was. They have a couple other matches. No receipt yet. They get in a hell in the cell. Orton's up against the cage. Taker grabs a chair. And now, mind you, this is about, I would say about seven months later. He goes, oh, by the way, this is the receipt. And he takes the chair. And he said, this is actually the thing about Taker is he was just so respectable. He goes, he could have taken that chair and just walloped me. Just like concussed me or knocked me out cold or did some damage, you know. But Taker still kind of pulled up a little bit. And he says, oh. it, was, it still rung my bell. He Because he took a full-on headshot. He goes, it still rung my bell. But Taker didn't go as hard as he could have. Oh, dude. Yeah, you can't teach that. That's just like veteran leadership and knowing how to take care of the boys. Just a, a legend. I don't know how else to describe the Undertaker. Icon, legend. I know those words are thrown around a lot, but that dude is every single one of those. Yeah. Foco has that Undertaker bobblehead. Go check it out. Go purchase it. Use our code WFP10 at checkout. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? I really didn't. I got a couple of things in. I got my Gung Ho and Cobra Commander from Hasbro Pulse. So kind of getting my pre-order stuff cleaned up a little bit from older series. But aside from the the order that we talked about last week with the uh, ring cart, Andre the Giant, and then you getting the Macho and Andre's, Jeff, I really haven't purchased anything. It's been kind of quiet. Again, budget's kind of tight after the whole remodel thing, so I got to be a little bit more careful with everything. But uh, looking at getting a few figures we're going to be talking about in the news, for sure, I'm on the hunt for the Rocky Johnson. Um, on the fence on the Eddie Guerrero I, it's one of those, if I see it, maybe, but I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to get it. 
the more I'm seeing it, I'm like, eh, it's okay. And people are saying it's better in person. I'm on the fence on the Eddie, to be honest with you. Okay. So I don't know if I'm going to be getting that one or not. It may end up being that Warrior is the only one I get out of that set. And I've already got him on pre-order. But you know what's funny is Travis Fowler found the the new Legends series. And he got <laughs> he got a close-up of uh, Paul Orndorff's face. Because remember when they first showed the pictures, it was more of like a rendering. And yeah, it looked like a, a creator wrestler from WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> it looked like a face from uh, GoldenEye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that blocky kind of weird looking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what the rendering looked like when uh, when Mattel showed it to us. So Travis sent us a close-up of the face, and it actually was an example of a few people's uh, reports out in the field that the paint scans, again, are off, where the eyes are kind of off a little bit from where they're supposed to be. And again, quality control issues and we're not talking a basic figure here where it's like 7 or $10. This is a $20 figure. And you're going to pay for a bad paint app? Oof. Not a good look. Yeah, I'm still going to get it. I love Mr. Wonderful and would love to get that signed when everything opens back up. So I'm all over that figure. I don't care if it looks like a Nintendo 64 creator wrestler or GoldenEye face, <laughs> but I, I'm still getting it, dude. It's Mr. Wonderful. I mean, it's not perfect. It's it's okay. You know, it's okay. But the paint app is what kills me. Like, it's an okay sculpt. But then when the paint application is off, like, that's what really throws it for me. Like, guys, you're kind of killing your, scal- your sculpt here. Paint app has to be on point. That's just a quality control issue. And especially, again, that $20 price point, you kind of expect more. Scott, I have a box right here. Oh, Amazon Prime. Okay. I already know what's in it. Oh, it's the rock ultimate edition that I ordered from Amazon. Oh, sweet. Okay. However, Uh people were reporting that they were getting Charlotte instead of the rock. Oh, which Charlotte wasn't supposed to be part of Amazon. Not at all. She was RSE exclusive. So I am praying that Charlotte is in here. I'll just go back on and get the rock. Oh, dude, you're going to do this on the air, like happening right now. Dude, tape is not cut. You can see right there. Yeah, it's, it's sealed. Yeah, this is a true unboxing. Okay. So I'm going to try to hold it up to the mic. Ugh. Okay. Ripping this thing. Why, you are just Hulk smashing that box. Damn it, it's the rock. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. Shit, it's what I ordered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> damn you, Amazon, for fulfilling my order 100%. No packing. Typical Amazon. Oh, shocking. Let me see. Card's pretty good. All right. One of the hands is just fell out. It's all loose in there. Uh, see? Uh, let's see. This is pretty good, dude. The faces is good. All right. I'm going to hold this up to you. Oh, yeah. That's quality right there, dude. That's a great sculpt. Here we are talking about a bad Mr. Wonderful or a mediocre Mr. Wonderful. And then you see how good they do on the Rock Ultimate Edition. That's incredible. Yeah, actually, the best face of the three is the one with the people's eyebrow. As to be expected. This is cool. I I usually don't get rock figures, but... Worth a purchase? It depends on how big of a rock fan you are. Well, it's a $30 figure, right? Yeah, but I would say say yes with all the accessories and everything you get. Get the three set... Actually, you get four sets of hands, including the ones that's on him. 
Got the title belt, the microphone, sunglasses, two extra heads outside of the one that's on him. Uh, one with a yelling face, the other just kind of like a scowl. Um, but the one with the people's eyebrow, that's spot on, dude. Incredible. Yeah, they did a great job on it. And you know, it's funny. We talked with Justin Summers last week about iconic t-shirts. The Rock with that Brahma Bull shirt there on the Ultimate Edition. I would absolutely put up. It's one I think maybe we left off the list, but that Brahma Bull shirt... I think every kid early 2000s had that one as well. Damn you, Amazon, for giving me what I ordered. I was hoping yeah. it was Charlotte, dude. <laughs> I was really hoping because I saw some people post that. And I'm like, oh, the box is sitting out in the front. I could, uh, if I opened it up in Charlotte, I'm going to go bonkers. <laughs> yeah, you were going to go ape. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I got this week. Nothing else to report. I did go... Dude, my Target got an extra Bobby Heenan. So I think Soda Hunter dropped one off over at my Alameda Target, dude. He's still bringing Heenans over here. So my <laughs> so my number went from 10 to 11. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hate that Heenan is the peg warmer. Which is funny because Norm had texted me today and he saw a number jump over in Milpitas. So he jumped in his car, headed over there. Was, actually, I should say the Legends, the number jumped. So he hopped in his car, he took off over there. He gets in there and there's nothing but razors and Heenan's. Ugh. So he asked an associate to check in the back. They bring out 12 more Heenan's. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, damn it. <laughs> oh, dude, I hate that. I hate so much that the peg warmer is Heenan. I know, it breaks dude. my heart. I know, man, but it... it it happens with certain figures, and unfortunately, Heenan was the one that it happened to this time. Yeah, you're right. It was Tito years ago. Now it's Heenan. Ugh. Yep. The peg warmer, maybe of the decade, if the numbers continue to spike like they are with him and not move out of the store. Dude. It's such a good figure, too. Come on. It's outstanding. In fact, um, I recorded Drunk Wrestling History this past weekend. Right before we did the Halloween party, the three of us sat down and recorded and that's one of Ed's three figures on the table. There's the Fan Central Heenan, there is his gorilla, and there is Heenan in the weasel suit. And I look at the Heenan in the weasel suit, and I'm like, you know, I could go bu go buy like 20 more of those right now. And that sucks. That really sucks. So I just came up with an idea for Mattel. They need to make a desk similar to Primetime Wrestling that comes with a Bobby and a gorilla. Now, unfortunately, because Bobby isn't selling right now, I doubt that they would be willing to rush out another Bobby. Yeah. But think of this primetime set. Here's the kicker. Here's the thing. They put small miniature figures on the desk. Ooh. Put small little Mattel, little scaled down, very minuscule on the desk. So like when we were kids, we would plaster our nose up against the TV trying to see which Hasbros were on there because it wasn't HD and it was a 13 inch TV. So put little miniature figures up there, make the primetime set. Boom, dude. I like where you're going with that, but I would change the miniature figures from Hasbro to LJN because we're never going to get an LJN love letter from Mattel. No, no, no. I'm put miniature Mattels on there or something like that. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just small figures. You know, you know those smallest figures in the world. Yes. Put those on there, and but make them Mattel figures. All of the WrestleFest characters. You could do that. Hmm. Okay. I like where you're going with that one, dude. You're right. Those uh, world's smallest, whatever. Snake Eyes, Duke, Roadblock. Yeah, I could see that going on the desk. That would be pretty cool. 
Sometimes I have a good idea, Scott. Yeah, lightning struck. Good call. <laughs> it will never happen, but... Yeah, exactly. As much as we want it. Yeah, I think you're right about Bobby. He's probably so far down the list right now of people they're going to make again. Well, it's like... And granted, we don't know if they have the rights to, but it's like JYD. They haven't done another JYD since the Mattel Elite. Yeah, they didn't even release a basic of him in the blue or the red or anything like that. You're right. Yeah. So I, I would love to see another JYD figure. That's one I would love to add to the collection for sure. Scott, we've got a bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. Scott, what do you have for other news? For other news this week, only one piece of actual toy news, Jeff, just real quick. Boss Fight Studios showed off their Diego figure. It's more of a sketch of what the figure is going to look like. That is from the upcoming Umbrella Academy assortment, which I'm really looking forward to because Boss Fight kills it on their figures. And I'm really, really excited that they landed the Umbrella Academy license. So really, really excited to see what the finished product of Diego looks like. But so far, so good. A ton of accessories and the figure looks great. And what else do you have that isn't figure-related? Not figure-related. You and I were actually talking about this in between segments. Netflix today announced that they are doing a Vince McMahon documentary, a multi-part Vince McMahon documentary that is quote-unquote sparing no expense. It's going to have a huge budget. It's going to be handled by the same team that handled the Andre the Giant documentary that was on HBO so I am really, really looking forward to that. No time frame on when it's going to happen, but it's going to be on Netflix and it's going to be multi-part, handled by the same team that did the Andre the Giant documentary. So I am really looking forward to it. Man, what do you think they're going to cover? <sighs> Everything. I mean, how he got the company from his dad, I hope. I would love to hear details on that, go in depth on that. The fear around WrestleMania 1 basically putting all of his eggs in one basket that if this sinks, I'm done. Like, that's incredible storytelling material there. I'm really excited to see what comes of that. It, when you're talking Vince McMahon, he's been in the business for so long. He has such a storied family history. Like, it makes sense that it's going to be a multi-part. You can't tell that story in just an hour or two hours. Dude, you're boring. You got to spice that up, man. If you want people to tune into that, you got to make it like what was in that briefcase that he took into Snooka's uh, <laughs> when he was when he was with the police. I mean, if no expense is being held back, what was in that briefcase? Let's keep that for Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> Let's keep. I'm sure there's going to be enough dirt being thrown in the Vince documentary from the Bob Costas interview to all the other stuff. Just I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk about the crap that he threw against the wall in '95. You know the. The TL hoppers, the goons, the, I, I mean, the box of gimmicks that just was flying out in 95. Let's talk about 1995. Well, and then the steroid trial and yep. most recently taking people's twitches away or their streaming platforms. And yep. And Andrew Yang has been calling them out for running a shady business that calls them independent contractors, but they don't have the ability to go work anywhere else. It's all a bunch of shady business but hopefully that gets touched on but as far as the briefcase for snooka uh, we'll leave that to dark side of the ring what was in that briefcase what <laughs> wrestlemania tickets <laughs> money in the bank contract <laughs> <laughs> very good marvel and triple a are teaming up 
This is from Marvel.com. Marvel and AAA get together to expand the sporting and cultural experience of Mexican wrestling as part of the actions that will be taken for this collaboration. A new group of wrestlers inspired by Marvel's most iconic superheroes and villains will be introduced. And a series of family events that will gather the perfect combination of sports, culture, and entertainment that distinguishes wrestling in Mexico will be developed. This collaboration with AAA represents an, an opportunity to participate in an iconic part of Mexican culture, such as wrestling and offering attractive content and experiences to the whole family that can be further celebrated with spectacular consumer products inspired by this discipline, which is valuable for fans and consumers, says Luis Lomo, head of licensings and consumer products area at the Walt Disney Company Mexico. While developing these storytelling and content creation initiatives, the premise has been to stay true to the essence of Mexican wrestling at all times by bringing together AAA's experience in terms of wrestling and Marvel's experience in terms of story and character development. The potential of wrestling is unlimited. Its quality, color, and talent are increasingly valued in the world. Based on this unique and original creative platform, we will develop different product lines such as clothing, footwear, and accessories, toys, household, and school items, adds the executive. During the autumn of this year, the first four wrestlers of this group will be announced. Who will be called to revolutionize the AAA lineup? Uh, we don't know. On the one hand, we will have the technical wrestlers, Arcano and Leanda, Americana. And on the other hand, we will have the tough wrestlers, Terror, oh, Purpura, and Ven Venonide. Venoid? Sounded Venon out. Venon <laughs> Venonoid. <laughs> you must be so embarrassed. Uh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it will be at the next AAA event, Triple Mania 28, to be held on December at the arena in Mexico City when the public will be able to watch them live and appreciate the moves, holds, counter offenses, and evolution of the wrestlers inspired by their beloved Marvel superheroes and villains. They're making toys. AAA and Marvel are teaming up. Yes. Now, do you remember a year, two years ago, DC was actually supposed to do a line of superheroes in Lucha Gear. Yeah, sure do. And unfortunately, that line ended up getting canceled. But here now, Marvel has the potential to do the same concept with their line of superheroes. So pretty cool that one day we may be getting Spider-Man and Captain America and Black Panther, all those cool characters, Punisher even, as luchadors. So I'm looking forward to it. This is an exciting venture for both sides, AAA and Marvel. And I can't wait to see the toys that we get from it. I wish we had gotten those DC characters as luchadors. I don't know that I would have bought them because they were going to have kind of a considerably high price point. But I might have grabbed a couple of them. So I'm excited to see what happens with the Marvel line of toys. It's an interesting mashup. I hope it does well. I really do. I do don't know how it's going to go over in the States. I could see it being popular in Mexico. Oh, definitely popular there. A question mark here. But again, yeah. it's one of those things as a toy company, you got to try it, right? If they're, if they're going to give you a budget, why not? Just try it and see what happens. So great for them. Let's see where it goes. 
if you have Disney's backing on it, their marketing team, you know that it's going to do well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they put the whole machine behind it. It becomes a thing. So credit to Matthew Goldberg for that. He actually uh, had an article on WrestleZone about it. So credit Matthew Goldberg with breaking that one. Scott, moving along. The WrestleMania elite figures were shown off on car. China, WrestleMania 17 look. Uh, she will come with the old school women's title and Rocco. That's bad. Why is that bad? That's bad because Rocco is going to be plucked from packages. I don't know if people are more excited about the Ellering figure or if they're more excited about Rocco, but we're going to find out real soon when those start hitting pegs and we start seeing the pictures of people plucking the Rocco out because all they want is Rocco. I don't know, dude. There's a lot of China fans that I think they would want that figure, especially that look from WrestleMania 17. We'll see because there's already been a China figure that this was China's first figure. This is actually her second one. It's probably the better of the two, but it's not her first figure. If this was her first figure, I would agree 100% and say, yeah, people are going to buy it, maybe buy two of them, open one, keep one on the package. But being that it's her second figure, but this is Rocco's first foray into the wrestling figure kingdom, if you will, I'm really worried that he's going to start getting plucked out of packages. Okay, let's make a board bet, dude. Okay. You say the China figure is going to stay on the pegs. Uh, no, not necessarily. I'm saying that the accessory is going to be swiped. Okay, so you're just saying that the accessory is going to be swiped. You don't think that the China is going to be a peg warmer. Oh, no, it has nothing to do with it being a peg warmer. I'm just saying that people are going to want the Rocco in most cases more than they're going to want the China figure because this isn't China's first Mattel figure. This is technically okay. her second. So I think that people are going to be like, I've already got China in the, in the collection, but under no manufacturer do I have a Rocco. I'm just going to take the Rocco out. Okay, so we'll wipe away the board bet. Yeah, or what they'll do is buy the China, go home, take out Rocco, take out China, take out the belt, put in a Jack's Bone Cruncher China from like the Two Tough series, <laughs> stick a, I don't know, a little Marvel figure in where Rocco's supposed to be and return the figure. <laughs> All right, so no board bet. We'll bite that. I was going to make this a big board bet too. I was going to say Castle Grayskull was on the line. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Would I have to buy two <laughs> if I lose? <laughs> yeah, one for you, one for me. <laughs> I like it. I actually don't want Castle Grayskull, so like... Yeah, but if somebody's buying it for you, it's like, okay, I'll take a Castle Grayskull. Yes, please. I'll put it on my desk at work or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be taller than anything on your desk. <laughs> and awesome. But that China figure, I don't want to gloss over it. Mattel did an outstanding job of it. They really captured her well. Kudos to Mattel on that figure, but I do worry about the accessory that comes with it. I'm not talking about her title belt. The WrestleMania 17 look is her in purple. She had her hair kind of poofed up that night when she faced Ivory. So yeah, she didn't have a long night of work either. <laughs> no. What was it like a minute, minute and a half? Maybe if that, yeah, pretty much squashed Ivory walked out with the title. Goldberg. It'll be Goldberg from this past year's WrestleMania look. So he had to come with the blue SmackDown title in that packaging for Paul Ellering. It will be Paul Ellering's eighties look, his head. So they didn't put the floating head up. They put it kind of down a little bit in the packaging. So if you're looking at the packaging, it's in the lower right. But that will be his 80s look, that old school Paul Ellering look. Yes, you'll want to put this Paul Ellering with your Mattel Legends Road Warrior figures. Edge, WrestleMania 22 look, extra hands, of course. Baseball bat. Good looking figure. He will be coming with Paul Ellering's elderly look, so his older look, with Paul's upper torso. 
And to round it out, it will be Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania 9 look. Even if this was in a regular elite line, this was one I must have. Not only that, Jeff, but that is borderline top 10 for me of 2020. So outstanding figure. I don't think it's going to hit pegs until 2021. Oh, is that true? I think that should be because WrestleMania elites usually come out about February, March. Okay, so then it will fall into next year's category. That Shawn Michaels, as I mentioned earlier with the China, as much as I like that China, this Shawn Michaels is absolutely the star of the set. The Edge figure is really good too. I don't want to gloss over too much on the Edge. They did a great job on him from WrestleMania 22. But this Shawn Michaels, holy crap, dude, knocked it out of the park. It's Sean coming to the ring. So if you remember back to WrestleMania 9 or for people that have never seen Sean from WrestleMania 9, he had the mullet. He had the sunglasses. But then he had this silver and black kind of chest piece that kind of that he wore to the ring. And Mattel crushed it on it. That was something I was hoping that they would nail and they sure did on the Shawn Michaels kind of I guess it's what would you even call that that he he was wearing? Um, bondage gear? Close. Was that Luna's first night with Sean? I think so, yeah. I think she just, like, walked out with him and was like, oh, holy crap, Luna's here. Yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, it really was. It was shocking. Well, because yeah. Tatanka had Sherry in his corner. Correct. Yep. So, Sean countered with Luna. Yeah. Great match, by the way. And, again, kudos to Mattel for that, Sean. That is outstanding. I am every shade of excited about this assortment mostly because I really really want that Ellering figure so this is going to be a set that I buy I'm going to open all of them and I'm going to put together that Ellering going to stand him next to the Road Warriors I already told Christopher Dean because he asked about Rocco you know are are you going to not get it just because it's Rocco I said no I'm absolutely going to buy it because Rocco's in it but I do need some Road Warriors motorcycles so I need to find some 112th scale motorcycles to put my Legion of Doom on so they can run over Rocco repeatedly. So the Baroness motorcycle will not do? That will not do, no. Absolutely (laughs) not. Going to find some Harleys for the Road Warriors. Scott, Elite 81 pictures were shown on card. Street Profits, we've kind of seen these already, the renderings and stuff. Nakamura will be the variant. That will be the first time he's coming with that IC title. Variant is Nakamura in the black outfit. Black and red, I should say. Regular version will be him in the blue. The Rock is also in this one, and I think it's The Rock from his first night, if I'm not mistaken, from Fox. Yeah, when SmackDown debuted on Fox. Yeah, it's okay. It's not as cool as the Ultimate Edition. I just popped open, I'll tell you that much. But Yeah, yeah, side by side, no comparison. Maybe it's not as cool. (laughs) He's got this weird (laughs) smile on his face. I don't know. (laughs) Well, he is happy to be on Fox. Uh, Bianca Belair, Mae Young... She'll be the exclusive. She has a red jacket, red singlet, extra hand. She comes with a crown. Uh, The figure that I am most excited about, Steve Austin. It's got the scene marker up in the upper, if you're looking at the package, upper right-hand corner, which Jax should have had with the two-pack, but we talked about that last week. Yes, we did. WCW tag title. He'll have the black trunks with the three stars on them and the vest, the Hollywood Blondes vest. I honestly, dude, I cannot wait for that figure. I am so excited for that figure. Mattel did such a good job on it. I I keep singing the praises of them during this segment, but it's true, man. They're just hitting home runs left and right. That stone cold, or I guess stunning Steve Austin is just outstanding. Like 
literally took him off of your 1993 Saturday afternoon WCW program, pulled him out of the TV and stuck him in a package as an action figure. Absolutely nailed it. I, I don't want to overlook that Mae Young figure either. She is outstanding. I love it. Definitely going to be adding that one to the collections. And look, the Bianca and Street Profits figures. Amazing. Like, what a solid, solid assortment Elite 81 is going to be, dude. Mattel absolutely killed it on that one. Oh, by the way, people are already finding the Viking Raiders out in stores. So people keep your eyes out. Elite 80 is uh, popping up in stores right now. Scott, I also wanted to talk about WWE Elite Legends Series 9. In that series is Undertaker, Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, Million Dollar Man in the Silver is the variant. Nikolai Volkov, we talked about him with the jacket where he was a good guy and he supported Russia and the USA. But the other one I wanted to talk about was Tatanka. He will be in his white pants. So a look we have not gotten from any toy maker. So this will be Tatanka when he first debuted in the white pants. He'll have an axe, extra set of hands, and he will have the white pants on or white tights. Great looking figure. Actually, all of these outstanding. Mattel is still killing it on the Legends line. Um, Tatanka actually posted his figure to his Facebook a few days ago. So he's pumped about it. Like you said, it's his debut look. Great looking Tatanka figure. I love the Nikolai. We haven't gotten Nikolai as a face very often. So this one is pretty cool to get. It's got the American and Russian flags on the jacket. Very, very cool. He comes with the hat. Undertaker, he's in his purple gear. Yep. And the mask which would be reminiscent of his feud with Mabel. And the DiBiase, wow. Uh, black suit or silver suit. The silver, it, like, you as, as, like you mentioned, is the variant. And just outstanding job. He comes with the million-dollar belt. So great job by Mattel. Legend Series 9, another one to be excited about. These were shown off on WWE.com this past Tuesday. Also, they showed off Davey Boy. He will be in the Elite Collection Series 82 Target exclusive. They showed him with Matilda, with a leash holding Matilda, which I thought was kind of funny. Very cute. And it will be him in the white tights. Yeah, reminiscent of his run from the Bulldogs. Yep, exactly. So that was all on WWE.com if you want to check those out. They also showed Buddy Murphy from elite series 84 they showed a sneak peek he'll be coming with the seth rollins messiah t-shirt as well scott we need to get into the listener segment what do you say we jump into it let's go talk to him and i just want to hear from my people tell me can i hear from my people i just want to hear from my people and i just want to listen to the listeners scott before we get into justin summer's question Steve from the PPW podcast actually had a comment slash response to your comments last week. Don't pay scalper prices for Legend Series 2 rant. Steve said, sadly, some people don't live near a target. Big parts of the country are just that country. And for those people, it may be worth paying a $30 extra premium to not have to drive an hour plus one way to a target that might not have something. Love Steve from the PPW podcast. Love Steve. No, and again, like I said, everybody can do what they want with their money, but it doesn't help the collector market when people are jumping to pay scalper prices. Now, in cases like Steve mentioned, absolutely it's justified. And again, nobody has to justify what they're doing to me. You do what you want with your money. But in cases like Steve mentioned, absolutely it's justified. If you don't have the means to get to a spot to get the figure, 
and you absolutely have to have that figure, well, then you're at the mercy of the secondary market. My point is more to the people that are not at the mercy of the secondary market and do have access to a store that has that figure. Don't just immediately jump on the secondary market and buy it. Hold out. Wait at the last possible moment that you can before you have to pay the scalper prices. That's my point. But if you're unable to get to a location and you have to have that figure, by all means, like Digital Underground said, do what you like. You know, spend your money however you want, do your thing. And I totally understand where Steve is coming from. And in that situation, in my mind, totally justified. Thank you very much, Steve, for sending that over. Love, Jeff and Scott. Scott, (laughs) we have a question from Justin Summers. Let's see what he's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. It is once again Justin Summers from the Wrestling Cheers podcast. This question might be something that has been addressed at one point in your past, but like I've said before, I am a newer listener. So I'm thinking when it comes to figures, whether it be wrestling or non-wrestling related, one of the biggest things is play sets because you got to have some sort of environment for your figures to play. Am I right? Okay. Maybe it doesn't pertain as much to wrestling figures because, I mean, when it comes down to it, there's the essential playset for wrestling figures. That's the wrestling ring. And then you have some, maybe some sets that help uh, really enhance the experience. But for this, I'm going to kind of go outside of the wrestling figure world. And my question to you guys is, what was your favorite big figure playset that you had as a kid? And to go along with that, because maybe, maybe you didn't have one, but I feel like everybody had at least one, but whether you did or didn't, what was the one that you wish you had? For me, I only really had one. And like I said, that doesn't count wrestling rings, but the one that I had was the Ghostbusters Firehouse. Seeing pictures of it recently in many other people's collections or online or whatever, it, it brings back a lot of nostalgia. It was hands down my favorite. Because other than that, the only thing I had were, off the top of my head, two vehicles. I had the Ecto-1, which went with that, and I had the party wagon for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then maybe some Captain Planet sets, but I think the big one that I can always remember, always love, is the Ghostbusters one. Now there's the one that I wish that I had. I don't remember what I did on this one particular day, but the first time I laid eyes on one, my jaw dropped. I was over at a friend's house... And I went to go use the the restroom. It was actually like my friend's cousin's house, but we were all like playing and like we all lived in the same neighborhood and I had to use the restroom. So I ended up walking past his bedroom and there with the door open in the corner of the room was the Technodrome. The sight of that lives in my memory. And I wish, I wish I would have had that as a kid. And as a kid, I used to think like I didn't really have any big play sets because that was the one that I wanted. And then someone kind of woke me up and said, hey, like, you had one. You had the Ghostbusters Firehouse. So I was like, that's that's a good point. That's true. So the Ghostbusters Firehouse, the one that I had and the one that I really wish that I had, and I think it looked amazing, was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Technodrome. Once again, thank you for everything you guys do. And I will take my response off the air. But before I do go... I would just like to say that my podcast, Wrestling Cheers, has now entered into the 200 episode club as this past Thursday, I dropped episode number 200. I'm preaching to the choir here. You guys know it takes a lot of work. So my hat is always off to you guys. 
with much love and respect. Take care. Oh, dude, Justin's 200 years old now. <laughs> Your math is so good. <laughs> Yay, public schools. Congratulations, Justin, man. With putting out that many episodes, I should even say, is is quite a tip of the cap to someone that can do it. We respect the hell out of you for hitting episode 200 as well. Uh, Breaker and Bane are actually up to 300 and something, so... They're they're way ahead of us. We'll never catch them, man. Those guys are never going to stop. They're the Yodas of the podcast world. Exactly, exactly. Because they're like 350 years old. But Justin, tip of the cap to you. Scott, what is one place that you had and one that you wanted? I think I know what you're going to say for the one that you wanted. <laughs> are we beating a dead horse here? Here we go again with that that horrible comment. Um <laughs> Big congrats to Justin on episode 200, dude. That's amazing. Jeff and I both know how much work goes into putting together a weekly show. Just the scheduling alone is a headache. So big congrats to you for being able to accomplish that. The, you know, I got to say, we were very, very fortunate as kids, Jeff. We didn't want for much when it came to toys. I think I can count on one hand the number of times mom or dad actually said, Jesus, why do you do that? You don't even warn me like, hey, Scott, I'm going to sneeze. I've been waiting for that sneeze, dude. (laughs) Can you please buy a mute button? Jeff, I'm a very old man. You're going to give me a heart attack one of these days doing that. (laughs) Can I buy a mute button? I probably could, but I could actually just touch the screen and hit mute. That would be great. Why didn't you do that? I didn't think about it because I've been trying to get the sneeze out for quite a while now. So I was so excited that it was actually coming. (laughs) You're such a jerk, dude. (laughs) Sorry, dude. Sorry. Go for it. The ticker cannot take many more of those. (laughs) Touch the mute button next time, you jerk. Continue. Man, as I was saying, (laughs) in the world of our, our toy collections, we didn't want for much. Mom and dad were awesome. If we wanted it, we'd be hard pressed to, to not get it. And with that said, I can remember one of my first play sets. uh, They were a couple with the old Mego superhero line. Mom and dad bought me the bat cave. And if you're familiar with the old Mego bat cave, in fact, figures toy company recreated it and you can buy it on the figures toy, uh, toy company website. Now it, it opened up and it had this little clasp that held it together. It was like kind of plastic and it there was a flap on the front that folded down when you undid a little clasp and it came with like a bat signal and all sorts of cool stuff and I thought that was the coolest thing until mom and dad got me the Wayne Manor playset that was like four or five stories high and it pretty much had a cardboard back and plastic posts that held it all together but it was like four or five stories high this thing was huge and it was awesome because it had a bat pole in it and you could play with all your Mego superheroes in it it was awesome And then I got into Star Wars and G.I. Joe and He-Man. So if I had to pick just one favorite out of all of those that I actually owned, I'm going to be hard-pressed to vote against Castle Grayskull. And here we go now, reinforcing Jeff's arguments from the past month that I just need to go on and buy it. Scott? Jeff, I, I did buy it in between segments. That is false. It is. You are a liar. I am. I've had a sore throat. (laughs) <laughs> you for have a, for a month and a half it's been a long time 
the Castle Grayskull set is incredible, and I don't need to sing the praises of it to the kids that owned it as kids. It was awesome. You couldn't beat Castle Grayskull. It was incredible, and it was, for a lot of kids that I knew, it was kind of the showpiece of their collection. Like, Castle Grayskull was it. The one that I never owned that I wish I had, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, we already know this, it was the flag from the G.I. Joe line. I wanted it. I begged for it. I, I never got it. And to my parents' credit, it wasn't for a lack of trying. They just literally had nowhere to put it that was feasible. They couldn't keep it in the family room. They couldn't keep it in the living room. They weren't going to put it on the dining room table. The thing was seven feet long and like three feet high. It was a monstrosity. Couldn't keep it in the backyard. Couldn't keep it in the garage. Ultimately, never got it. Big Dave got it. And apparently Ed Bell had one. And I'm like, how in the hell did that? I didn't even know he was into G.I. Joe. (laughs) One of these days, I'll have it. And that's kind of the cool part about growing up and getting nostalgic is now you have a bank account where if you really, really want it, you can just go buy it. Much like if Justin wanted to go back and get the firehouse again or just go buy a Technodrome while those are a mint worth quite a bit of money, you can make it happen where you can add it to your collection if you never had it as a kid. That's my goal with the flag one day. And again... Like I said, I can count on one hand the number of times that I that you or I didn't get something, Jeff. We were very, very fortunate growing up. And we've talked to our parents a couple times on the show. And we were just very fortunate growing up. So a lot of great memories of a lot of great play sets from the G.I. Joe floating headquarters to Castle Grayskull to the Star Wars Death Star playset to the Star Wars Millennium Falcon. So many great play sets as kids. And now I'm waxing nostalgic, dude. And now I want to go buy a Castle Grayskull, but I'm not. So, for me, I had a mask playset. Ooh, Boulder Hill. I totally forgot to mention that one. Boulder Hill was fantastic. That was really the only playset I really actually played with. I think I had some Hot Wheel playsets that were pretty cool. You were more into cars. That's true. So, you had, like, the Dukes of Hazard cars. You had Knight Rider. In fact, you had that larger scale. It was like a um, – it came with Michael Knight. So it yes. was kit that came with Michael Knight, but it was like, I think like a four or a five inch scale Michael Knight. Yep. And then the kit to match and the door open, you could put them inside. It was awesome. And I didn't get that. And I was pissed. I'm like, <laughs> why did Jeff get that? Because you were big in the Knight Rider. It was cool. But I mean, like you weren't that big in the Knight Rider. Yeah. You, you were way bigger fan and you really gravitated to those short, those shows with cars like Dukes of Hazard. Uh, Fall Guy, Knight Rider, like those were your jams. So you gravitated more towards those types mm-hmm. and not a lot of um, A-Team also, but not a lot of play sets for you. Yeah, Boulder Hill would have been about it in the mask line. Yep. So I can't really say what other play set I really wanted because I wasn't really big into play sets. I did play with He-Man and then I think with Castle Grayskull, I would borrow yours or I, I don't know, dude. I, I remember playing with He-Man just a little bit. But for me, it was Boulder Hill. I remember getting that. I remember playing with that all the time, dude. I loved it. And then with the cars, there were some Hot Wheel sets that you could play. Yeah, the old city garage. There was some old maps. Do you remember those big floor maps where you, yes. lay, you lay them out and then they had like a, a city on them and there was like a garage and then there was a... Yeah, and there was a road you could push your car along. And... Yeah, I remember playing with yeah. that. 
but that was it for me, man. Honestly, it really was, um, you know, depending on the day, like if I was bored between the time Superstars ended and NWA started, I'd pick up the wrestling figures. Then I would jump over to the Remco's and then I would go over to Hot Wheels and then I would play Care Bears and then I would play... It was like I was trying to fill that time between Superstars and NWA. And then after NWA stopped, then I would play Nintendo or I'd go back to playing with more toys. But it didn't really involve play sets. Yeah, no, you definitely moved more from... Because you were born in 79. So when LJNs came out in 85, you were like six years old. So really, like, the bulk of your toys really was LJN figures. You were into Mask, you were into Dukes of Hazard, and all those other ones. Uh, we had a racetrack, one of those electric slot car tracks... Um, oh you, yes yeah you played with that um but really it was wrestling figures like that was your thing yeah like, when it came to play sets i guess your favorite if it's not boulder hill probably the ljn ring oh yeah that absolutely <laughs> it is <laughs> justin thank you again for your question again congratulations on episode 200 scott our next audio comes from michael grid let's see what michael's got to say Hello, Jeff and Scott. This is Michael Grid. You can find me on Twitter, at Michael Grid. And uh, I had a listener question for you guys for the show. I was out and about this morning. Uh, I had to work a late shift tonight. But um, I noticed on PopFinder that here in the New England area, all the stores in my area for Target had jumped for their Legend series. So I decided to go out and about and check things out. And uh, lo and behold, uh, the second store I visited had put out their Legends new series. Uh, and I was able to scoop up that Ultimate Warrior figure. And I also bought the Eddie Guerrero. Um, so uh, these are both great figures. But my question for you guys is uh, there's been a lot of Legends out there uh, that have been featured in regular Elite Series. And uh, I was wondering if you guys would fantasy book uh, the next three Legend Series um, using uh, Legends that have probably had figures in the past and, you know, are doable by Mattel. And, uh, for example, my four would be uh, Bruno Sammartino. I think uh, him in a Legends packaging would look awesome. Uh, Junkyard Dog, and uh, I would also make him a Chase variant, so probably for his Legends figure, I would give him his red tights and maybe the Chase in his baby blue. Um, and uh, I don't know, two other ones. Uh, just off the top of my head, I can't think of anything, but uh, I'll leave the rest for you. I don't want to take all your answers, so uh, tell me, what do you think? Thank you very much for the question, Michael. Good hearing from you. Uh, let's see. One of the first names that popped into my head. I'd like to get a good Luger figure, preferably from his late 80s NWA run, and put the big gold belt with him. Or put the U.S. title with him. Agreed. We definitely need a good Luger. We've had the Lex Express Luger. Yep. We've had... Narcissist. Narcissist. We had the Bash at the Beach. Yep. But, but like you said, we need put a robe, give him the big gold belt. Yeah, I agree with you. Good Luger. Good call on that one. Well, either the big gold belt or put the U.S. title on him if they can do the U.S. title. And you know what I'd like to see, actually, because he went through that stint where he was wearing, like, neon trunks. Yes. Like, put him in, like, those bright orange trunks. Yes. I think call. that'd be even better and like, the longer hair. Like, give us a good Luger. 
I think that'd be awesome from his NWA run. You can pretty much guarantee there's going to be a sting because he was left out of the Heenan Razor Valentine series, series seven. So you can almost guarantee since he's kind of back in the fold, it appears there's going to be that sting. So that would be cool. Luger and sting in the, in the same assortment. I, I don't know if they can do Martell. Dude, they haven't done a Martell since the Mattel Elite Legends, so... Well, since he's technically been in Mattel before, I would love to see them do a Strike Force. Do it. I, I know Target Tito, I know, but technically that wasn't Strike Force Tito, so give us a Strike Force Tito, a Strike Force Martell, with the shirts, with the tag belts. I think that'll move. I would assume a Strike Force set would move. You know what I like about what Mattel's doing with this Elite Legends is they're doing something different with the figures. So Bobby in Weasel Suit. They're doing Ted DiBiase in the gray. We haven't had a Ted in the gray. Not that I can recall off the top of my head. Uh, the Classic Superstars, I think, was the last time in the two-pack with Virgil. Oh, that's a great call, Scott. Long time ago, though. Long time ago, though. Great call on that one. Um, They're doing stuff outside the box, like Tatanka in the white tights. Uh, Nikolai, a face Nikolai. They're doing stuff that's different, and I like that. Well, they but then they made that mistake with the Jimmy Snuka Legends figure years ago that they wished that they could have just done his traditional look from like mid-80s WWF as opposed to his later WWF run when he was in boots. Like they tried to do something different, and while I respect it, I don't want to see him go too far off the cuff and do something like that where you're like, damn it, we could have had a really good Superfly traditional look but we got him from his jobber status in WWF instead. Yeah, that's a good call. Any other guys? I, I wouldn't mind seeing a two-pack. They're not doing two-packs, so I don't think it would matter. But but you could do two separate figures. Okay, Earthquake and Typhoon. Yeah, it's been a minute since they've done those. I would say a good three or four years. They were in the Then Now Forever set. Uh, they go for quite a bit on the secondary market. Now, those are two that I look for loose every now and then because I want to add them to my loose collection. And they actually go for quite a bit individually. And they were not released as a two-pack. They were two individual figures. So it's totally doable. I would love to see Earthquake and Typhoon. That's a great call, Jeff. Uh, I actually loved Michael's suggestion of Junkyard Dog as a chase because you do not get him in the baby blue tights very often. So to get him in the baby blue, because that was one of his signature looks in WWF in the mid-80s, great call. Give us Junkyard in red because that was way more of a traditional junkyard look, but then give us the baby blue as the chase or the variant. That'd be I'm, awesome. I'm wondering if they're hesitant to do JYD because of what happened with his figure not moving. Very likely, but I think enough time has passed because gosh, that was 2015, 2016 when that figure was warm and pegs. So it's been quite a while since we've had a junkyard dog. So great call on Michael's part. Uh, so let's make that one the third one in the second assortment. And let's see, who else haven't we gotten? We've gotten Martell now in the other assortment that we mentioned. Maybe a Bigelow, but I don't know what other Bigelow you could do. Yeah, there's not really any more Bigelow looks you can go for that haven't been done already, right? A lot of them have already been done. Um, I guess the last Bigelow we had was three years ago, four years ago, I think 2017. In the Then Now Forever set. Yeah, TNF. Yeah, Yeah. so I, I guess we're due. You know, and again, it doesn't hurt to re-release these guys because you go to the, and we've talked about this, you go to the secondary market, these guys are very expensive. So if you give us a fresh batch, the guys that missed out, they can get them now. And it's different packaging, so shouldn't affect value too much. But yeah, okay, let's round that one out with Bigelow. I got it, I got it. Let's let's wipe out Bigelow. 
Okay, no Bigelow. I don't know what other Bigelow they could do. Let's do Ron Simmons in Doom. Okay. And you know what? That's not unprecedented because we're getting Stone Cold without, or we're getting Stunning Steve without Pillman. Yep. We're getting Davy Boy without Dynamite. You're reading my mind. Yeah, I smell what you're cooking, dude. And give us a removable mask or give us a, a separate head with masked Ron Simmons. Oh, there you go. Yeah, boom. Nailed. Okay. I like that. You know what? I want to see a manager in the very last series that we book here for uh, Mattel Legends. We need to have a manager. And because we got Heenan, that's great. Mr. Fuji. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great call. But what version of Mr. Fuji do you go with? Oh, you have to go the top hat and the cane. I think so. That makes the most sense, right? Yeah, you can't go wrestler. You can't. You've got to do the traditional. I mean, especially this is Mattel's first Mr. Fuji figure. Yeah. So you got to go traditional. That would be a big reveal for them too. You know, Ringside Fest is coming up. It would be cool if they did a, a reveal of a Mr. Fuji, or even if they introduced him next year at uh, either the Toy Fair or San Diego Comic Con. Whatever that's going to be, who knows what what that is? But that would be a great reveal for that. Like you said, his first offering from Mattel. I agree with you. You got to go traditional with Fuji, probably over the Yokozuna manager role that he had. Go with the more traditional, like Fuji Vice, the the devious top hat, Mister Fuji. You're right, dude. That would be the look for sure. Or slick. I'm a big fan of slick. I would actually love if they did all managers. But I would assume with the the peg warming Bobby Heenan on the on the shelves currently, you're probably not going to see a Heenan for a while. And I think putting too many managers would scare them off a little bit. True, true. So maybe sprinkling one like every three or four series, maybe a little bit safer play in their minds. So maybe we won't go all managers. But dude, I'm on board with that. If I can't get Fuji, give me Slick. That would be awesome. Kane, hat, accessory. I'm all for it. You wanted manager? Yes. Harley Race is WCW manager of the Kongs. Oh, or Luger. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could do Luger, but I was thinking more of the Kongs. Well, you did watch a lot of WCW Saturday I, Night, didn't you? I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Give us more Harley Race figures. If it has to be a manager, fine, I'll take it. That would be great because he's been in the Mattel family before. Um, it's not going to surprise me if they release more Harley Race figures. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see 2021 have one or two Harleys sprinkled in. They've got to kind of pay back customers for uh, only releasing a short batch of that Harley figure. It's a unicorn, right? And like, even if it's Harley from his NWA days, give us that. You know, if you can't do King Harley, no problem. Give us, you know, 82, 83 NWA World Heavyweight Champion Harley race. I'll take that too. I'll take manager Harley race. Screw it. Why not? I'm all for it. Thank you, Michael Grid, for sending that in. We appreciate that, man. It's good chatting with you on Twitter. Scott, next question comes in from Adam. He says, hello, Jeff and Scott. I hope you are doing well. I have two questions for you. One is a specific top five, and the other is an if I could play today question. For the top five question, tell me your top favorite tag team two-pack figures. But each one must come from a different toy line. Mine, in no particular order, Road Warriors Jack... BCA figures, OSFTM's Harlem Heat in black and white, Hasbro Nasty Boys, Mattel Rockers Legends 2-pack, and last, TNA Marvel, Triple X, Skipper, and Daniels. Wow, those are actually a really good top five. Uh, let's start off with this one, Scott. Top five 2-packs. 
one from each different line. Okay, so Jax has my most sentimental set ever. And it seems like I've been mentioning that one a lot the last few weeks. It's the second release, Legion of Doom. So mm-hmm. not the first one that was in the red and the black, but it was a special release where they're a little bit different gear. It was still red and black, but it kind of had like gold accents on it. Yep. Um, it's a two pack of Road Warriors or Legion of Doom. I actually have it hanging up on the wall, signed by Road Warrior Animal. And that would be my favorite two pack from Jax. From Mattel. Hmm. The rockers are solid. Very solid. I like the Rock and Farouk two pack. I'm going to go, man. Well, these are your top five favorites and you, they, but they have to be from a different line. So like you could say for me example, I'll say LJN British Bulldogs. Then my next answer would be, uh, let's go Hardy's Jack's deluxe classic. I just talked about them a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, then I would go, let's see. I said Jack's. Mattel two pack. I've got to agree with them on the rockers. I, I, it's a beautiful two pack. I, you can't go away from that. I think that's the best Mattel has done as far as two packs. I don't know. I really like that Warrior and Shango from WrestleMania eight. Yeah, Warrior and Shango are good, but the rockers one is, man, that thing is beautiful. It is um, nice. It is very very nice. Hasbro. Let's see. Man, we talk about the Nasty Boys being underrated figures. I, I'd have to agree with them on Nasties. But the, as long as it's from a different line, it's kind of like your favorite two-pack from an individual line in your top five. So you would say your number one from this line is? Okay, so I've got Jax down. Yes. I would say Hasbro. The more time that has passed since we've had Hasbro figures in hand, I keep going back and looking at the Bushwhackers. They are so good. And I'm not going to disagree at all on the Nasty Boys. We've often talked about how underrated they are. But dude, the Bushwhackers are so good. Hasbro killed it on the Bushwhackers. So I would say they're probably my favorite Hasbro two-pack. Okay. And then your next favorite, as far as going down a top five, your next favorite would be? Hmm... Man, I keep going back to Jax, though. <laughs> Jax had so many good two-packs. And Mattel's given us... I mean, we've got battle packs from from Mattel, but I, I just... The Rockers are fantastic, but I really like that Warrior and Shango from WrestleMania 8. That Hall of Fame two-pack is just so good, but you know what I like better than that is that Heenan Family four-pack that Mattel did. So if I can break the mold a little bit and not go two-pack, but still go multi-pack... I would go Heenan family. Okay. Because that Heenan is my favorite that Mattel has done. In the white suit, that Heenan is amazing. Okay. And you had the Andre in there. You had the stud. You had the Mr. Perfect. It was a solid, solid four-pack. So if I can break the mold a little bit, I'll throw that one in for my Mattel pick. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to agree with you on British Bulldogs for the LJN figures. I'll never forget the day I got them. That was just incredible. So, so awesome. And would Jack's classic superstars be considered one era of Jack's while bone crunchers would be another still under the Jack's banner. Damn it. Okay. Um, then let's go. Hmm. I, I can't think of any really solid Galoob two packs and not doom. The, you know what? I'll go Galoob Steiners. No, doom. Will you stop? I will have you thrown out of here. You mentioned that again. <laughs> you know what? I'll go Galoob Steiner two pack. Okay. I loved both of the Steiners and the Galoob line, so I'll go Galoob Steiners next. 
Okay. And Adam's next question. Okay, then my next question is simple. With figures, whichever ones you prefer, you can mix or whatever, book three Hell in a Cell matches. One men's, one women's, and finally a tag team cell match. My thoughts on this. Undertaker, Kane, Mattel, Flashbacks versus the Lucha Brothers boss fight. Lita Mattel versus Sasha Banks Mattel. Shawn Michaels versus Kenny Omega. Thanks for taking my question. Thanks, guys, for all you do. I enjoy listening every week. Adam. Thanks, Adam. Scott, you have three matches to book in a Hell in a Cell. One tag, one women's, and one main event. Thank you very much, Adam, for the question. This has been a fun one. Um, Let's see. So Hell in a Cell. So for the tag team, I'm going to put one of the best tag teams of all time in there. And no, I'm not talking about the Road Warriors. I'm talking about the Usos. And I'll go the Uso Elite figures uh, in red. What series was that, Jeff? Uh, in red was 64? Okay. So the Usos in the red gear. for So like heel Usos. One of them came with a kendo stick. So they were like heel Usos. And I'm going to throw them in there against AEW Young Bucks. Okay. Super kick party on that one. Yes. So they're going to tear it up in the cell for the women's match. I'm going to go Trish Elite. Hmm. The white package. She had the blonde hair. So women's in, title. Yeah. So we're in like the 50s, 40s, maybe. No, that was the 20s. Really? That long ago? Yeah, it was that long ago, dude. Wow. Getting old. <laughs> okay, so I'm going that Trish. Blonde hair, women's title, and I'm throwing her in there against Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And, oh, man, what's a good Sasha figure? Let's go the uh, the women's line from uh, Walgreens. That's Sasha. That's cute. You said, what's a good Sasha figure? What's a passable Sasha figure? <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We're going to go triple threat on this one. We're going to go triple threat. I'm pulling a Teddy Long Swerve here. We're changing up the match last minute. And I'm going to throw Bailey in there. And I'm talking new Bailey. Short hair, heel Bailey. Oh, that Teddy Long Swerve. I thought you were going to throw him in against The Undertaker or something. <laughs> Put him in a tag match, playa. <laughs> and your main event. Main event. Go crazy in a cage. Give me Macho Man from the new Ring Cart series. Ring Cart will take him to the ring. Why not? We'll even throw Miss Elizabeth in the action. White dress Miss Elizabeth Elite. And he will face in the cage. Ooh. Man, Kenny Omega's been taken off the board. You know what? Let's continue the family feud. Let's go Macho Man. Oh, no, you know what? Oh, Macho Man versus Lanny Poffo. Yes. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say AEW Cody. But you know what? Give me Macho Man Rinkart with white dress Miss Elizabeth Elite in his corner against Super 7 Series 1 AJPW Okada. Oh, yes. When you said Family Feud, I was thinking, okay, yeah, I'm ready for a Lanny Poffo Macho Man match. <laughs> well, because Macho feuded with Dusty, so I was like, let's continue that and both put Cody in the ring. But then I was like, oh, wait, Macho Man and Okada. Or even better than that, let's go Super Macho Man versus Super 7 Naito. Series 2 NJPW. Well, you're hitting me in the New Japan feels on that one, brother. That's where I was aiming. (laughs) 
Thank you, Adam, for your question. Scott, next question comes in from Christopher Dean. Hello again, guys. Hope all is well. Seems like figures are trickling in at Target and Walmart as I saw Elite 79 there. Continue to stress to the listeners, unless it's an exclusive, play the long waiting game. I expect to pay the $17 price, but no, I was pleasantly surprised with the holiday price of $15 plus tax. So it does pay to wait. On to my question. If budget was no expense, give me a playset you would like to see from Mattel, one retro and a modern one. Remember, cost is no object, unlike real life, so no small rings like the takeover set. Also, one Jack's playset for AEW. I think Jeff mentioned a stadium playset once, but go crazy. And last question is, do you consider the AEW line launch a bust? From the figures to the exclusivity, with an online retailer for pre-orders to the box store exclusivity with Walmart, it just seems to be a mess. How would you have liked to see them launched? I get COVID is a factor, but smaller companies have gotten past the hurdle, so how much of that can be used as a reason? Take care, gentlemen. Christopher Dean. All right, Scott, let's get with this first question. A playset. And I just mentioned it tonight. I love my primetime wrestling playset idea. <laughs> Are you going to go that for retro, though? Or that's going to be your Mattel playset? Whatever. <laughs> I, I want my primetime wrestling playset, dude. I love my idea. The more I think about it, it was a great idea. Yes. Me- um, For a modern playset, I guess you could do... Would anybody really want the PC Center? Maybe. So you can recreate that Edge and Randy Orton match from WrestleMania this year? You could. Um, Would anybody want that, though? That's the question. I don't know. A lot of people might want that big fan. (laughs) The one fan that was at WrestleMania? Yes, the one fan that was there. The biggest fan. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. PC Center is something that jumps out to me. That might be kind of cool with the whole plexiglass surrounding the ring. You could do that, yeah. Or you could actually have what the PC Center originally was, where it was three or four rings all set up and people training. Because people love the backstage areas and the weight sets. And that seemed to be hot with jacks. Well, there is no budget, so. I don't know if that would resonate. I don't know if that would do well. Hmm. Maybe. But I'm thinking like larger scale, dude, like a, a real entrance stage, like what we saw at WrestleMania a few years ago. Yes. Okay. But inside of the Thunderdome, it has basically been on TV every single week, every single program. It's become a part of late 2020 WWE. Why not make a play set of it? Give us the real entrance stage, the whole bit with the backdrop. Give us the crowd around it. And give us a real scale ring inside. Give us the ba- the barricades around the ring. Give us the announce table. I'm talking the works. Give us a Samoa Joe and a Michael Cole figure or a Corey Graves to put on ringside to call the matches. Mm-hmm. Go crazy. There's no budget, so live it up. And so for AEW, I would love a Jericho cruise. Make a boat that you can sit in a bathtub with. <laughs> oh, you're funny. <laughs> put a ring in it and stuff. He said no scale, right? You said sit in the bathtub with it. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> oh, wait. Adults don't do that? You know, maybe you could go in the swimming pool. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, maybe oh. not in the winter months, but, you know, in the summer, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I I know that's what you meant. 
Um, I did love the stadium idea that I threw out there one time. <laughs> Make a replica Jacksonville Jaguars stadium and give us a horse that hangman can ride in on and give us a golf cart. Uh, you could have a lot of fun with something like that. That is so over the top crazy. A stadium and a, a cruise. <laughs> An actual boat. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah dude. What, what's wrong with that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking like Barbie and Polly Pocket. Like they all had boats. <laughs> Screw it. Jazz wears make a boat. Yeah. Us adults will take baths with them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, On to his next question. Was the AEW line launch a bust? Simple answer. Yeah. They're supposed to be out on August 8th. People weren't finding them in stores. People still haven't found them at their Walmarts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a complete bust. I mean, they were supposed to be at Walmarts August 8th and... People weren't finding them until late September. If they had found them at all. Yeah, and I will say this. Jeremy was trying to be as transparent as possible. But, I mean, it only went so far until the frustrations really started to boil over. Yeah. So, honest answer, yeah. It was a complete bust. And I do have them. I'm thankful for having them. I owe some people some big thank yous for finding them for me. But I know people out in... The Walnut Creek Concord out here in California, Northern California, out in there, that area, that still haven't found them. Yeah. Their Walmarts are not getting them. They were supposed to be at every Walmart. Bottom line, yes, it was a complete bust. Not only in terms of the first wave, but their first wave of chase figures. Those should have never ended up in the hands of retail online. That's a huge issue for me. Those were supposed to be Easter eggs for the collectors to go out at the retail environment and find. They were not meant, at least in my mind, to be given to an online retailer to sell at a marked up price. That's wrong. They should be out at retail. So it's the thrill of the hunt. You're walking into a store and finding it. Not, oh, I went online and got it. That's fine for the secondary market. Not okay for an online retailer to be given the chase exclusives. That's just, that's wrong to me. And that takes the fun out of it. Yeah. That's like Willy Wonka giving five of those golden tickets to Hershey's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then to have them marked up, they were not retail price. They were not 1999. That's not it, what you paid for the chase. It's what you would have paid if you found it at Walmart. Now, good luck, but that's the point. Yeah. They can do whatever they want with them. And yes, I agree. It sucks that they were marked up, but you don't give them to an online retailer like that. If you want to give five of them to an online retailer, okay, give them five, but you gave them, I think like a hundred or something. That's supposed to be figures that were meant for the chase, meant for the hunt, meant yes, for that's my point. The, out in the open. As I said, Willy Wonka would have, you know, if it's nowadays, Willy Wonka would have gave Hershey's like five for their online store or something like that, you know, and then the rest were for the hunt. It just, it didn't make sense no, to do that. No, just ridiculous and really sucked the fun out of, because look, you're a brand new line. You're in series one. Two, two figures at your initial launch of figures was supposed to be go hunt these ones down. Their variants or their chases, go find them. But then an online retailer gets a huge batch of them and marks them up to whatever they want to. Instead of you have the thrill of the hunt to go find them and pay retail for them, that's crap. Yeah, much agreed. 
Christopher, always enjoy talking to you, whether it's about wrestling or other subjects. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, Chris is a hell of a guy, and I do appreciate our talk, so... Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here back with that weekly question. This week, I wanted to ask you guys what your thoughts were on the NXT TakeOver line as a whole. I have a really soft spot for this line. Back when it was still going, which feels like a long time ago, but it isn't. I thought it was awesome that we weren't getting NXT guys and WWE guys when they were in NXT. I have a lot of good memories with this series, getting before they were S.H.I.E.L.D., Roman, and Seth's Elites, which are some of my favorites out of the line next to Killian. My first thrill of the hunt figure I got in a while as I was looking for new socks at Target, and I thought the packaging was pretty good. While I know NXT guys are now integrated into the main elite line, there's still a part of me that wants to see the series come back, especially since its ending came right when NXT was going to the USA Network. Scott, what was your overall opinion of the NXT line? Oh, I loved it. I absolutely agree with JT. It was fantastic. My favorite out of all of them, hmm, uh, the Ruby is great. Was it the Rusev with that long brown? Well, I think that's everybody's favorite by default, right? Because <laughs> they saw it everywhere? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You just you became attached to it. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about peg warmers. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes. Well, and you could lump Asuka in with that too. Yeah, and I'm joking about it, but at the same time, that was still out of the box thinking. I like the way that they thought out of the box. It's out of the box thinking, which I appreciate. They're trying something new. Like with the Mattel Elite Legends we talked about earlier, it's something new that they were trying. So I give them credit on that. But I probably wouldn't have gone that route. Yeah. (laughs) You know, another one, and he's often overlooked, but the No Way Jose from the NXT TakeOver line. Outstanding figure. Good figure. Uh, They gave us Dash and Dawson elites, which I thought were cool with the NXT tag titles. Uh, The Seth figure was fantastic. I I still love that Seth figure. I think it's great. I'm trying to think of what other... Nakamura was okay. Actually, no, I didn't like that Nakamura. I gave that one away, actually. (laughs) Uh, The Alistair figure is incredible. That series with Alistair, Ruby, Killian, and Drew McIntyre, that was a great set of four right there. Yeah, it really was. That Alistair figure was just awesome. So if I had to pick like a top three, it would be Ruby, Alistair, and probably No Way Jose. Seth figure is outstanding too. Not a big fan of the Austin Aries figure out of that assortment. No, bad figure. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that one. I wanted to like it. I just, it didn't really do much for me. But yeah, I loved it. I miss it. And you've got to think since, as JT mentioned, it's been gone for a while. It could make a triumphant return. Shotzi Blackheart screams action figure. The term toyetic would apply to Shotzi Blackheart, especially if they put the tank accessory in there with her. That would be incredible. So given the talent level of NXT right now, Dexter Loomis, um, they're making Undisputed Era in their main lines, but still you can go down the roster, Damian Priest, you know, you can make a figure for him. So many guys deserving of elite figures that it's prime time for them to open that line back up. You know what? Actually, you mentioned the Undisputed Era guys. I just got Bobby Fish from Amazon. Oh, how is it? Good figure. Yeah, they do a really good job on the Undisputed Era. Yeah, actually, that's a really good figure. Um, I Unfortunately, I didn't get the variant, but wasn't expecting to get the variant. So, Is that a big deal? Kind of going off topic here a little bit. Do you care? 
about the variants? No. You know what? I don't know why, but I'm in the same boat. I don't care as long as I, if I want the figure, I'll get it. I don't care if it's the very, I was that way with the Rick Root. I just so happened to get the variant, the Rick Root Elite that recently came out, uh, 77. Yep. I, I don't care as long as I get like the Jake in the Hall of, or not the Hall of Fame, in the Legend series. I don't care if it's in maroon or green. It, I'm good either way. Would a little bit of me prefer to have the green because of LJN? Okay, maybe. But overall, I, I'm on your team, dude. I, I don't really care. I'm not one Hunter variant. If if I get one, cool. If I don't, I'm not stressing over it. I'm okay. You know, younger me might have said different because I remember chasing McFarland variants and starting lineup variants and all those variants back in the day. But now with my collection, as long as I get the figure I want, I don't care if it's the regular or the chase or the variant version. I really don't care. I think you and I are just burnt out on variants. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe, but look, they're a big deal for Mattel and they've made that very clear. It's going to continue. So, I mean, kudos to them. It's driving collector interest for sure. We see the secondary market now with these things going through the roof. So Mattel did strike gold here, really. Thank you, Josh Thompson, for your question. Scott, that rounds out the show this week. I'm trying to think of what figures tonight we talked about that are on Wrestling Toys Tracker. So we talked about the British Bulldogs, LJNs. Yep, we talked about Galoob Steiners. We talked about Galoob Steiners. We talked about Hasbro. So all these figures that we talked about tonight, well, I should say all, a lot of the figures that we talked about tonight are on WrestlingToyTracker.com where you can see the prices for these said figures. They have the prices for LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, Defining Moments, Just Toys, Bendoms, and so much more. So if you're in the hunt for any of those figures, check out WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott Eaglemoss. Yes, guys, head on over to Twitter and check out at Hero Collector underscore if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eagle Moss. They've got a ton of properties under their umbrella from DC to Star Trek to Battlestar Galactica and, of course, WWE. And if you subscribe to their service, they will send you the statues every single month and you'll get the display ring to put those statues in. Again, check out Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Scott, I know the podcast buddies will understand this week, but this week I'm going to throw it out to the listeners. Um, I know I haven't been as active on social media, and you guys have been great lately. Uh, you guys still tag us and stuff, which I greatly appreciate. I'm, tr- I'm trying my best to keep up, but it's been rough lately. Work has also been rough, um, a lot going on. So just know that I see your tweets Thank you guys. You guys still flood us with compliments regarding the show. You guys still show a lot of love and that means a lot to us. So uh, podcast buddies, I, I know you guys will understand all this, but thank you guys for understanding and know that I'm not ignoring you guys. If you guys tweet at us, I try my best to get to everything. Um, if I don't respond, it's not because we're ignoring you on purpose. Um, unless you're a troll, then I'm like, okay, you're blocked. Yeah. <laughs> block. <laughs> I I am friendly with the block button. So if you're a troll, I'm pretty sure I'm throwing you on block and then I'll forget about you five minutes later. But thank you to the listeners for understanding. I'm trying to keep up as best as I can, trying to at least interact and be on there as much as I can. Our business has definitely increased and we're no longer in the 
April, May, June time. So just know that we love you guys. I'm trying to interact as much as I can. Uh, thank you to everyone that is still continuing to show us love, even though I may not get to it. Thank you for just even sending a tweet. So that's from me. Scott, what do you have? I'm going to just echo what you said. I'm barely even on social media these days, dude. It's Social media is overwhelming. There's a lot on social media. So the fact that you haven't been doing it, because you, as I've told everybody, you are the one that carries the Twitter flag for the fully posable brand and pretty much all of our social media. So the fact that you've done it so long, really solo, speaks volumes about what the show means to you, really. And for you to disappear for a while and for the listeners to continue to tag us and tweet us and and let us know they're still listening. Guys, thank you. As Jeff said, I'll, I'll let his words stand. Just thank you. You guys mean the world to us. We appreciate you. So to get to Roll Call, I want to throw it out to, of course, Jason Wolf. You can check out his website at doyledraws.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E draws.com. He's doing custom figures these days. And of course, he's still doing his artwork. If you want to get in touch with him, hit him up on his website. That's doyledraws.com. And if you want to be on top of all of his latest offerings, give him a follow on Twitter at Jason WLF. If you need artwork, Jason's your guy. Well, I haven't disappeared off Twitter. I'm still interacting as much as I can. But with work going on and some things, I shouldn't say some things, just as busy as it's been, I haven't been on as much as people have become accustomed to. Yeah, because that thing, dude, you were on almost like 24-7. Oh, yeah. Or or at least like (laughs) 12-7. 12-7. It feels like it's between the hours of 4 p.m. and 5 p.m. and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. at some point you had to scale back. Also, I'm going to reiterate Scott's words for the past month and a half. Taco Bell, you guys are assholes. Yes. You took away the Mexican pizza. Preach it. Early. Damn you. Preach I it. Did not get, I did not get my Mexican pizza before it was supposed to officially be out of stores. Damn you. Everywhere we went, it said sold out. But you guys weren't even making it. Sons of bitches. At least I think they weren't making it. They weren't making it, dude. So you okay, had yeah, the same yeah, yeah. experience I did. I went to Taco Bell last Friday, went through the drive through got up to the menu, and like you saw, sold out over the Mexican pizza. Dude comes over the thing, can I help you? I was like, the sign says sold out of Mexican pizza. You guys can't make it? No, it's discontinued. All right, thanks anyway. And I pulled through and drove off, and I went to Carl's Jr. for dinner. Okay, we didn't pull through. We uh, we got a bean burrito. How dare you sell out? And their quesadilla. I know, it's so good, isn't it? The quesadilla? Everything. It doesn't even matter what you get. It's just delicious. Oh, dude, I know. It's like once it hits your lips, oh, oh my forget goodness. about it. It's like angels dancing on my tongue, dude. Yes, it's so good, but I was feeling very defiant and hurt and angry. <laughs> and jilted and cheated out of my last Mexican pizza. I never got to tell my last Mexican pizza. Thank you. I never got to say goodbye. Has it exited your body? Did you say thank you? <laughs> I didn't know it was my last one. I didn't get to say farewell, my friend. As it went on <laughs> its brown liquid journey, I, I had no idea that was my last one. <laughs> if I would have known, there would have been. I would have been playing boys to men. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. I would have been playing that in the background as I flushed it away. Never even got the chance, dude. That that's your going out song? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I get sentimental. I understand. 
I understand. Yeah, but I was pissed, dude. Yep. We pull, we pull up. We see that it's sold out on the board. And right as Celeste was about to, I told her, I was like, back up. We're not going through because they don't have the Mexican pizza. Yeah, go, go. I told her, I was like, back up. And as she started to, somebody pulled in behind us. I was like, all right, bean burrito, quesadilla, power bowl, please. <laughs> you should have left, dude. That's a strong power move. I, sh- I shot a, a glance at the dude as I drove by the window. It wasn't his fault, but I made him know. You can't, yeah, be nice to the workers. I didn't say anything you know. mean. I just shot him a look. <laughs> it's not his fault, dude. He's not the CEO. That's what I said. I know it's not his fault, but I still had to give a look. Like, tell me you won't make it. I know you got shells back there. Hook me up. I So what was it? Like, is, does anybody actually know what happened? Were they, was it the box? Was it yeah, the... Yeah, I read it was the packaging. It was just, it was too much packaging. Yeah. Because it came in like a little tray within a tray. And then it was a foldable box. So it was producing a lot of waste and I guess it was expensive. Okay, look, I'm all for trying to help the environment and stuff, but don't take that away from us. Yeah, I love the environment, but not when it takes away Mexican pizza. Priorities, come on. I haven't, now granted, I haven't had a Mexican pizza in Lord knows how long. I think the last time I had one, uh, special guest Sean was like finished with one. He's like, hey, I don't want any more. You want it? I was like, yeah. Of course. Now, granted, I haven't had one in a while, but still, you know, if I ever got the hankering to get one, yep, I I want I wanted to be there. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. With that, oh, by the way, we still love you, listeners. Thank you for tweeting at us, <laughs> Scott. For episode two hundred and fifty, anything else? F you, Taco Bell. Stay safe, stay healthy. Fig life since twenty sixteen, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank the listeners for supporting us for 250 years. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Holy <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.